This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, Jamie DeLarge is, of course, a business expert and someone who's described often, often described as a Brexit observer. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Frank. Jamie, we're not far away from the end of March. Do you know what's happening? <laughs> you said everybody's bamboozled, but Jimmy isn't. I think Jimmy is bamboozled. Um, look, um, I, I think, and I said as much on the TV last night, that um, we're probably heading for um, a longer delay because this was the stick that Theresa May we used to beat the hardline Brexiteers into supporting her deal. Uh, if they thought they were going to be stuck in the EU for nine months, two years, they would say, all right, look, if that's the option, we are uh, going to sign on the dotted line. But it's seemingly, I mean, nobody really knows, but it, it, it seems as if those same hardliners within the cabinet says, no, 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 we're not having a long extension. Just forget about that. You go and tell uh, Mr. Juncker that we want a uh, short delay. And so um, the, the the likelihood is, and I think this is pretty certain, that she is going to send off a wee letter now saying that um, she wants an extension to probably the 30th of June. The reason why they're talking about that is because uh, even though the European elections are, are due for May, the, the reality, the Parliament, uh, the, the existing EU Parliament continues until the end of June. And so MP, MEPs are still technically in office to the end of June. So that means you get around the problem about who, there's nobody representing um, um, uh, there's nobody representing the people of of uh, the UK and uh, and in, 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 in such a scenario where they don't put people up for the election and so there's no MEPs in place because and this is a further complication under EU law you are absolutely entitled to have representation so. You, you you can go up to the end of June, but not much, not further than that if you don't take part in the election. Because let's say, and I hope I'm not losing everybody in the middle of July. If we didn't have our MEPs, somebody would say, "Look, this is this is uh, this is ridiculous. We're still in the EU, and I have, I'm not represented by um, an MEP because we didn't take part in the elections, and I'm going to take a case." So, so they want to avoid that. So the farthest they can go is the end of June, and that's probably what she's asking for whether that gets her time to get everybody in line to back her deal. Goodness knows, nobody had a clue. Could there be a crash out on the end of June? Well, that's, that's what uh, 
that's what uh, um, you know the pro, if you like the pro, or, you know the soft, the, the, the soft Brexiteers or the Remainers or whatever are suggesting that um, that's it. It just postpones the crash out date from the 29th of March, uh, Friday week, uh, until the end of June because the likelihood that she's going to get uh, an agreement uh, certainly uh, wouldn't seem to rise uh, unless she had some means obviously bashing the Brexiteers in the line. And if she has, if, if they're, if they're comfort, uh, if they're sitting comfortably in the knowledge that, do you know what, uh, at the end of June we're going to crash out, we have no problem with that, then why would they agree to anything? So um, the, 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 the reality is that all the pressure has been taken off the hardliners, and that means that the pressure has been taken off, that, that means she is now less likely less likely than before to get approval for her deal. Her only hope at this stage is for Labour to come in and say, look, people are so fed up with this, look, we'll just weigh in and back this. Do you see that happening? I actually think that at some point uh, common sense has to intrude in this. I mean, it has been absolutely bizarre what's going on. And uh, at a certain point, you could see Labour, if they don't actually step in and vote for the deal they could abstain and then of course there are sufficient soft Brexiteers within the Conservative Party to outvote the ERG the hardliners, uh, the Jacob Jacob Rees-Mogg types and the DUP. So if everybody else sat in their hands you know they just abstained in large numbers, um, that is the Labour Party, um, then there would be a pretty good chance that she could get her deal across the line. Would they do that? Well, do you know what? I mean, the people have used this term, we're the laughing stock of Europe. I mean, this just puts us in the farcical area. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and, and as I say, everybody recognise, or sorry, the, 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 the thinking being that she's not asking for this short delay for, for proper tactical reasons. She's just been forced into doing it because people are uh, instead of her twisting the arms up back, they, 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 they've twisted her arm up her back and said, look, tell you what, you just, you, we'll just go for the short delay, which, is, which seemingly is of no use to anybody because it doesn't give you sufficient time to, to get anything new out of Brussels. It doesn't give you sufficient time to sort of get people, you know, uh, accustomed to something that they haven't been accustomed to. You know, it, it, it serves no purpose, which is why, as I say, everybody expected for all sorts of reasons, um, tactical and strategic, that she would go for the longer, um, she would go for the longer delay, um, barring a miracle that you know a majority uh, supported in the next few days. One other question, Jamie. Constantly here on the programme, we're getting feedback from people who are just fed up. They don't want to hear Brexit spoken about. They're literally begging for it not to be referred to on the radio. Are those people burying their heads in the sand? Well, you know, um, it, there, there is a, um, there is a we, we all have a duty to take an interest in uh, public affairs, current affairs. After all, our livelihoods uh, depend on it. And although it's as boring as anything, and, and frankly, it's not riveting for me or other people who watch this very closely, you know, your heads are spinning with this sort of stuff. 
and um, you wonder, you know, wonder if you if oneself, if you have any patience. And, and sometimes at the end of a week when I've looked at this stuff, and I go, you know, it's, it's tedious beyond belief. I don't think anybody really enjoys uh, uh, delving into this or even reporting on it. Maybe there are some people. So I can understand why people who've been sort of slightly detached from it feel that way. At the same time, you know, this is the biggest decision that um, the the UK is going to take in in a generation. And so for people to say, well, like, I don't read, it's nothing to do with me, it's a bore, I don't care about it, I'm not going to try and exert any influence, I think is a dereliction of duty. But I can really understand how... Uh, everybody, everybody, barring, I don't know, a few Brexit nerds are just fed up to the teeth with it. It should have been sorted out. It reflects so badly on the, the UK as a whole that it cannot get some sort of consensus where people just bite their, 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 their lip and, 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 and go for something that they wouldn't have gone for originally, but to get a solution to allow ordinary business people um, to, to go about their business and, and, and with some certainty and some knowledge of what they're facing. You know, we've heard this story of people sending, what about those people who might be putting something on a ship which is go, go, heading off to China right now and they don't know what tariffs they should be charging or facing or what poss- what probabilities there will be in terms of controls on their goods because they don't know whether we're going to be in the EU or we're going to be out of the EU. So by the time the ship arrives, they could be facing a completely different situation from when they when that boat actually left. And so, you know, this 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 it, it, I keep coming back to this. Time. This is nonsensical. It shouldn't have got to this point. And surely to goodness that the MPs will get round and agree something. That, that takes us out of the mess that gives us the certainty we need to get on with our lives. And one final question to you Jimmy, do you know who Tony Smollett is? <laughs> you don't have to know, very few people will know about him but he's in the papers this morning. Tony Smollett is the first man to go public with the amount that he's spent in Tesco on stockpiling for a no deal. Uh, he brought home £660 worth of groceries and the wife has gone buck mad and it's in the tabloids today. Do you think people will begin to stockpile? Well, I, I, I was reading that paper for Rich people, and that is the Financial Times, maybe they disagree with that uh, characterization of it, and they were t- there was someone who was talking about this and saying, you know, about, about you know, hoarding and like, oh, sort of like, you're not really and whatever, and, um, and, and then they thought, do you know what, it might be such a bad idea to get down and get a few toilet rolls. <laughs> Well, this is why he, he actually has a tar of toilet rolls. He, he, he's particularly into Tesco from... Soft because I can see them here in the paper. But if everybody starts doing what Tony's done, there'll be nothing left on the shelves come the end of well, Yeah, March. you see, that's the, that, that's the thing. Um, if everybody rushes in, and, and uh, I, I remember, I remember, <laughs> this takes us back, I remember during the, um, the, the, the worker strike way back in the 70s. Now, I can't even remember the exact dates. And 1974, <laughs> Ulster Workers' Strike. 1974, thank you, Frank. And um, uh, uh, somebody came in and they saw this box under my bed and they said, what have you got in that? And I says, oh, I've, got some, um, I've got some condensed milk and evaporated milk. And they pulled it out. I had 50 tens. <laughs> 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 I thought, I 
keeping amassing this hoard just in case. You never know. I mean, and this stuff, you can keep it. You can keep it for a century. It still stays fresh. <laughs> yeah, were you stopped at a couple of checkpoints? <laughs> I, I was. I wasn't going to be beaten. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true bill. I have fifty uh, tons of, of of condensed and evaporated milk, just just in case. Because was, you could all... <laughs> did, but you know, did, did you not buy any toilet roll or you nothing else? Just milk. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I didn't. I didn't think about the toilet roll. I just thought, um, you know, and the dis- you could always, Frank. Frankly, I mean, you, you, there's newspaper, Frank. There's. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what you Grass. You're never going to be. You're never going to be stuck. But if you haven't got, you haven't got anything to put on your cornflakes in the morning. You don't have anything to put in your tea or your coffee. I mean, you're yeah, finished. But Jimmy, where were you the going survival to survival stuff? If you, where were you going to get the cornflakes? <laughs> right, there's a question we'll throw out to you this morning. If you were actually going to stockpile out of Tesco or other leading stores, what would you go out and buy? Jimmy went for condensed milk during the Ulster workers' strike of 1974. Jimmy, thank you very much indeed. Jimmy DeLarge with his eye on Brexit. Uh, you can let us know, did you stockpile in the, the 70s and are you considering following the path of the gentleman who I made reference to there, Tony Smollett, who is buying everything that Tesco has to sell uh, just in case uh, the ships don't come in. Uh, 02890 03 Apart from condensed milk and toilet paper, what would you go for? Good morning, this is the U105 phone and it's Frank Mitchell through until 12 o'clock. Frank, Jamie is a Ramoner. Sounds very like it if he isn't. 17.4 million said out in its entirety, not just a tiny wee bit out, so we should be out on the 29th, says Phil in Bangor. Actually, Jamie has spoken many times about his position with regards to the European uh, Union referendum and he did vote to remain but he has also said there should under no circumstances be a second referendum he said he has many on many occasions said on this program that indeed the outcome of the first referendum uh, should be met but what he was doing there today is highlighting how worried and concerned people are about a no deal Brexit and I know there are people like you Phil who are mad keen for no deal just get out and stay out but like the fire brigade but the bottom line is there are so many people who have contributed to this program from business from uh, farming indeed from uh, family perspectives who are seriously concerned about a no deal Brexit they'll accept Brexit okay but it's the no deal worry the chaos and the mayhem that may ensue for the best part of the next 10 years. That's that's what he was highlighting uh, today. He wasn't, he wasn't coming out with any personal opinions on, on anything. Um, as for what you would stockpile, so many if you want to go for alcohol, just uh, more and more alcohol. Uh, also uh, chocolate apparently. This, yes, and on the sensible side of life, uh, the toilet rolls, the baked beans. Yeah, yeah. well if you have a lot of baked beans, you need a lot of toilet roll I suppose. And uh, you're also uh, going for anything that can be frozen, uh, 
pizzas and so on and so forth. You are mad keen to do a bit of stockpiling. And Pete is seriously worried about whether or not he'd be able to get Guinness uh, after Brexit. Uh, I think it'll still be there. It'll still be there. Right, uh, 02890 I can't believe that Ned in Lisbourne wants us for the third day in a row to revisit the Michael Conlon controversy. Uh, Ned, I don't expect you to hear the programme every day, but we did it on Monday, we did it on Tuesday, and we probably won't be doing it this morning. This is Stephen Woods. I'll be keeping your Saturday and Sunday morning moving on U105 Weekend Brunch 10 till 2. And so many great ways to enjoy all your favourite songs. FM, DAB, the U105 app, and of course, Alexa. So here goes, play U105 Weekend Brunch. U105. Yes, good morning. It's U105 that you are listening to. We're busy right through until the middle of the day. Uh, quite a few of you doing a bit of stockpiling. We would, we should emphasise, however, at this moment in time, there is absolutely no reason to be stockpiling. But it looks like as if you're busy on the aisle in the store. Right, 02890 I wonder, is Marty stockpiling? Or is he looking at Brexit... Uh, in a in, in a wider wider perspective, Marty. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. How you doing? I'm very well. Frank, I'm I'm the only person really sick of hearing about this Brexit. I haven't watched the news since it came on about this Brexit. I'm really sick of listening to it. Yeah, you see, I brought this up. Stay with me there a second, Marty. I brought this up yeah. with Jamie DeLarge at about a quarter past nine. And the reason that I mentioned it to him, we're inundated with people who say you don't want to know anything about Brexit. Just let it happen. It'll go away. Yeah. I am f- I am fed up. Now, explain to me, explain to me why you never watch the news if they're covering Brexit. It's just second thing back to this back. Just 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 leave the EU and be like we've done before. Just get on our own our own ways of work, working things out instead of land on the European market because of the much money we're sending over to Europe. And our own our own country could be using it. So so you do have an opinion. You you are someone for a crash out Brexit. You want out and you want to go at the oh, end I of the month. Oh, yeah, I suppose it. Yes. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's my that's my birthday as well. <laughs> yeah, right, but but I, I'm surprised that you have such a view on Brexit, but you don't follow any of the progress of it. So you're prepared for a no deal Brexit. So you're you're quite extreme in your analysis of Brexit. There's no doubt. I mean, a lot of people have a bit of doubt here and there. Uh, you've you've got great clarity. I want out. I want out at the end of the month. Full stop. End of story. Let us stand on our own two feet. But have you given any consideration to how that might impact on you? No, no, no. I should be like, be okay. I'm working away, so I am in uh, payment taxes, so it should be okay. Yeah, what about if your employer decided to move away or if the, the, the business that you're in started to go downhill, there wasn't a, as much a demand for you? Would you begin to think about it then? No, no, I just think it's just, what, what I really thought the back, uh, the live European thing for Brexit was, but it's just, it's just open border thing. You see, you look how many, uh, them, uh, just your Romanians over, uh, begging in the street. In my younger days, you've never seen that there. There's too many, uh, don't want to sound volleyball, there's too many farm people coming over, begging all around the street and getting their ring on to tell them. 
and there's people waiting uh, hospital lists and all for, for ages and he's just seen to walk over and get uh, all their dental treatment done then they go back to their own country and, all, and they're even sending money over to their own country so uh, they're, they're really milking this place dry like Here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, you're very clear on where you stand, if you don't mind me saying, Marty. For a man who never watches the news, there's no doubting the clarity of your commentary. But he doesn't pass any remarks on what might happen in the future as long as you don't have those Romanians or people coming over for free dental treatment or anyone who's working here that's sending money back to families overseas. If you get rid of all those people, it'll be good for Marty. Uh, 028 Are you with Marty? Do you switch off the news when the Brexit word is mentioned? Do you just say, right, I voted to get out and I want out at the end of this month and I'm taking no more commentary on it. Get me out and get me out now. Uh, 028 103 uh, What about Geordie? Where does he stand on it? Good morning, Geordie. Good morning, Frank. I was listening to you with that last caller and your the lad was explaining that he's working and he's paying his taxes happy enough and to get on with it. You presented him with a scenario, what if your employer decided due to Brexit we're gonna up sticks and we're gonna move somewhere. You're gonna be out of a job. Frank, people have been up in sticks and moving locations for years. And that had nothing to do with Brexit. Businesses have been closing down for years nothing to do with Brexit and I feel that your comment is so typical of a lot of people who are trying to scaremonger the population and that is what has led us to be into a situation where 10 days sorry 9 days from now we don't know are we in the EU are we out of the EU are we going to go to the end of June that the world is laughing at us because we are indecisive and we haven't got a backbone to make a decision, make a commitment, get on with the job and get it done. 
Yeah, Jordy, Jordy, I'm I'm simply asking the questions of Marty because of what I've been hearing from contributors on this programme, from those who are responsible for employing people in Northern Ireland, for those who are responsible for, for providing industry in Northern Ireland, and from those who are responsible for farming the fields of Northern Ireland. All of them en masse have said at different times and together on this programme that they are seriously worried about a new deal scenario. Yet and all, Marty just wants out. He couldn't care less. He just wants out at the end of this month. End of story. You sound like as if you, you want out. Have you given any consideration to how there might be a negative impact on your life personally? Absolutely, Frank. I have. Uh, and I'm prepared to accept that for the, for the good over the longer period of time. You did mention about other businesses. Are they concerned? A few weeks ago, Finnebrook meets up in Dan Patrick, have announced a large expansion in a, in a market producing a product, and they were asked on TV, and what do you think about Brexit? How is it going to impact their business? And the guy just shrugged his shoulders and he says, I don't see it's going to make any difference. Just seen yesterday as well, uh, NECO Materials Handling, Heister Yale Manufacturers in Portadown, a huge expansion because there is such a demand for the product. The, the media is reporting every negative aspect on every negative thought that's in people's heads. They've got to be a bit more positive. They've got to give the people a bit of encouragement because it's not a pipe theme, Frank. It is a reality. There is as much good to come out of Brexit. Brexit, I nearly said Brexit. Much good to come out of it as there is negativity. Yeah, but Jordy, how long are you prepared? You, you, you said, Jordy, you did say there, and Jacob Rees-Mogg has said something similar, and you know it'll hardly affect him with his multi-million pound lifestyle. But he, he said it could take fifty five zero years before everything is fully beneficial with regards to the pluses that he sees coming. You see the pluses coming. Are you are you prepared to wait one year, five year? five years, ten years, at what point will you turn to the likes of Jamie DeLarge and say to him, Jamie, I was right and you were wrong. You know, is it in three years, after three years of suffering, five years, ten years, fifteen years, you know, where we're so frustrated we don't know which way to turn, everything's more expensive, we're earning less wages, there are more people unemployed, if, and there's a big if, if, if it, if it goes like that over the next 15 years, well, after 20 years, you say, but now it's turned the corner. Frank, we all come through the financial downturn, uh, 2008, 2009. We had no choice in that. We had no say in that. It was something that was thrust upon us. And we come through the other side of it. Now, Brexit, in comparison, should be a walk in the park. The countries that are trading with the European Union are... European Union countries straight into the UK, they are still going to want to do those transactions. It's as much in their interest to get their goods into us as it is for us to get our goods into them. And, I mean, okay, you'll go to WTO rules. That will be a, a real short period of time because neither side and neither party in those transactions will want to operate under WTO rules. It will force the people to work together, to come to a deal for the mutual beneficial, uh, or sorry, for the mutual benefits of both parties. 
So you would see, for example, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland coming to Northern Ireland and Europe, uh, well, you, the UK and Europe, but Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland benefiting from, I suppose, a softening of relations over the years in the future. It is going to force everybody to work together because Northern Ireland is shipping a product to France. France is shipping something to England and it's all going around in a big circle and it has to move that way. Whenever the, sorry, whenever the EU regulations are in use and it's free movement, everybody's happy. Everybody needs to sustain their level of business, not only in the UK and Ireland, but also in all of Europe. So whenever Brexit comes in, if there are a different set of laws or rules like WTO in existence, they are going to be forced out. France is going to have to say, look, we need a trade deal here with the UK because we need these goods to go back, backwards and forwards. And they will be forced to come up with those deals. And those deals, I feel, will happen very, very quickly. However, they won't happen whilst we are in a stalemate um, a state total hesitation and confusion. So get out, get out at the end of the month. That's what you're saying too, like Marty. Get out at the end of the month, Frank. I mean, if we if we don't follow through by what we said now, I'm talking about we as a nation of people, right up to the politicians. We are leaving the EU at the end of March, right? If we are allowed. Uh, to extend that. Basically what we're saying is we're holding up our hands, we're saying to the world we haven't got the backbone, we haven't got the nerve so we're a pushover so when it comes to future negotiations and deals just keep saying no and we will submit. We are showing weakness in the face of adversity, Frank. And does that call go out to the farmers, the farmers as well? They should should take that risk that they're prepared to take. Absolutely, Frank. I'm not a farmer and I can put my knapsack sprayer on, go and spray my weeds around the house. My mate's a farmer. He can't put a knapsack sprayer on, go and spray the weeds around his house because of EEC regulations. His tester must be verified, certified, like an MOT. These are all EU regulations. EU uh, <coughs> rules are forcing farmers to to spend money which has never needed to be spent before. Some of it is in relation to health and safety. Common sense, they are not allowed to use any of it. I mean, you go along, get a certificate for your sprayer. Doesn't matter if it leaks the next day. But uh, uh, talk to some farmers about EU. Oh, we, we, Jordy, we have, we have. But I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear your voice as well, because I don't want this program to be ever accused of not listening to the voice of those who are in favour of getting out, regardless. Because there are a lot of voices, of course, uh, say we do have to be incredibly cautious. Jordy's voice is very clear, and his message to farmers who are worried, who are concerned, who would follow the Ulster Farmers Union and say they need a deal. You don't need a deal because you've got a sprayer that is certified and you'll not need to have one that's certified when you get to the end of the month and we crash out and if your weed killer's leaking, nobody's going to bother you. That's part of Geordie's argument. Uh, 028 90 105. 
Again, no balance on this programme. Need to at least acknowledge that there can be positive changes after Brexit. Did you not hear Geordie? We gave him ten minutes. Geordie and Marty before him are two very loud and clear voices. Get out and stay out and make it better. Let's make it work. Let's get rid of the shackles of the European Union. We've heard those two voices crystal in crystal clear fashion and of course we've had uh, politicians on before who have, have said this but most of the voices in Northern Ireland because that was reflected in the original vote but most of the voices are particularly concerned about a no deal Brexit they're not saying we must stay in the European Union most of the voices are saying they're concerned about no deal. But a lot of you are coming through today to say you're sick, sore and tired of it, you want no deal, you just want out. And as I say, this person saying, again, no balance, need to at least acknowledge there can be positive changes after Brexit, even a no deal Brexit. We are better as a nation than this. Uh, Please uh, say, what if things get better? Absolutely. What if things get better? But the other side of that coin is you're about to put your house on a horse and you say to yourself, right, what if, what if the horse wins? I'll be able to get two houses. What if the horse loses? That's the point. That's the point that a lot of people are making. Uh, Sammy, how do, you, how do you see it, Sammy? Frank, I voted for to go out on the 29th and I think Britain should go out on the 29th because there will be £56 billion better off but is there going to be an EEC after Britain gets out? Because Germany and France are the main two players left. And they can't afford the Eastern European countries that are going into the EEC. They can't afford them. So, I mean, it's not so long ago that Ireland, South Ireland, took Lamb over to France and the French threw the lorries into the sea. So you reckon it? You reckon it's time to get out before the whole thing implodes? Well, uh, they're going to be Britain will be all right. It's only are we Northern Ireland because of the politicians over here that's uh, that's, that's holding the whole thing back. Uh, Britain will be all right because they haven't to give your EEC fifty six billion pounds. Theresa May is trying to soften the blow by. Taken, given the EEC thirty billion pound every year for the next ten years or something, and that's and not taking the twenty eight billion that they get back to pay our farmers the money. They're trying. Uh, May's trying to do that, but instead of that, she should just Brexit because your EEC will implode. Okay, I love the way you keep referring to it as the EEC, but if you grew up with that, that's maybe what you call it. Uh, The EEC, for any of you younger children, is what we now refer to as the European Union. Uh, Sammy, thank you. So there's three voices in a row who all want out at the end of this month, regardless. No deal Get us out, get us out of this thing. A lot of voices uh, this morning on that. Uh, This uh, caller says, Frank, missed parts of your show this morning, but has anyone considered the implications of the Lisbon Treaty, that the Lisbon Treaty, that will impact us if we stay in the European Union? I believe if it was made more public to the people, uh, they would have been pro-Brexit. Yes, well, it's a straw that many people have reached for, the old memory of the Lisbon Treaty. Right. 02890 treble three one oh five oh double seven double six one oh five one oh five so three voices in a row all saying on this program 
get out, get out now, no deal whatsoever. Uh, maybe we're beginning to become punch drunk with it. Maybe this is the way the general feeling is in Northern Ireland. Maybe we've been misreading it on this show and in the papers and on other shows. The majority of people in Northern Ireland don't want a deal. They just want out, do they? <laughs> is it frustration? Are you flummoxed by it? Is it the end of the road or are you just so fed up? Uh, 028 This texter uh, says, most people, question mark, question mark, question mark, want remain. It was nearly 50-50. And, the, uh, and does it really matter as it was a UK-wide vote, not regional? Let's get out now. That's democracy, says Davy. Davy, good morning. This programme's sounding this morning like as if it was produced by Nigel Farage. Uh, 02890 Easing our way through the day on the U105 phone-in. Uh, Gerard has a quick point he wants to make. Good morning, Gerard. Good morning, Frank. Uh, firstly, thanks for that weather forecast. I'm off to play golf, so that's been fantastic. Um, my point is that we... I'm constantly hearing politicians saying, you know, oh, four or five years down the line, we're going to be, this is a fantastic idea. Aren't we glad we left? But I can't afford, and I'm probably the same as a lot of people, I can't afford to not know what's going to happen for four or five years in terms of Bank of England base rates, my mortgage, what's going to be, bottom line, in my back pocket. Um, And constantly hearing politicians like Sammy and Nigel Dodds saying that Northern Ireland should not be treated any differently to anywhere else in the UK, which we all know we are. Um, I voted to remain, and I still think we should remain. Well, you're going to have to... I don't know how you're going to conjure up the miracle of remaining when we look at everything that is in play at this present moment in time, or do you feel it's just going to be delayed forever and by that natural outcome you will still be in? I I think it'll be delayed. It won't be a short extension to it. I honestly do think that. I think Theresa May at the moment, is clutching the straws. All our other politicians have said her deal is not what they want. Um, so I think she's going to she's clutching the straws to try and get this through. And I think we'll be extending, extending, extending. Uh, I tell you what, that won't we do. Don't. That won't do much for your Bank of England base rate. It certainly won't, Frank. And that's that's my biggest fear. It's not immigration. It's not anything else. It's what's going to be bottom line in my back pocket to allow me to live as I am living at the moment and not fear maybe my mortgage not becoming uh, sorry, becoming too expensive because the Bank of England base rate has increased to you know, 2.5% rather than the uh, 0.25 I think it's at the minute. There's a lot of issues there that our politicians are going, oh, we're working for the best deal, and if a no-deal Brexit is the best deal, that's it. I'm, I'm no faith whatsoever in a no-deal Brexit. I think we'll be a million times worse off, whether that's for four years, three years, two years, or a year. 
Okay, uh, Gerard, uh, the other side of the coin that has been very clearly argued uh, this morning about a no deal Brexit or for a no deal Brexit by a number of people who were on the radio between uh, half nine and ten o'clock. As for the actual uh, base rate with the Bank of England at this present moment in time, I must double check it just to see exactly what it is. On that uh, Bank of England base rate, if you're talking about your mortgage, 0.75 at the moment, 0.75. So if you're so many percent above base rate, that's what you're above at this moment. It has uh, steadily uh, increased, uh, well, not steadily increased, but it has uh, marginally increased uh, in, rec- in recent times. Now, uh, 028 a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.